0: You're listening to Amazing Spider Man Chronicles, episode 74, featuring Amazing Spider Man number 218 and Uncanny X Men number 147, from April 1981. Hello and welcome to the 74th episode of Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Cristatos. Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles is a podcast that will journal the Amazing Spider-Man comic book issues read chronologically by the release date, along with another comic from my collection, either in digital in a trade or from the many long boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode will provide short recaps, reviews, and ratings of the issues for this release date. The goal is to keep me actively reading through my collection and having some fun along the way speaking about these comics with my friends. And you know what? 74 episodes down or just about down. We're getting to 75. Man, have we been reading some comic books? And we have definitely been having some fun along the way. I've had fun on at least four of these episodes and you know what and that's all that really matters as long as you've had that much fun how much more fun could you
1: have let's I, find out that <laughs> yeah let's do that
0: speaking about having some fun along the way and friends let's talk to
1: Jarrett, aka
0: death Probe jared how are you
1: i am good my
2: friend um I, hey everybody I, it's me bifferino <laughs> oh
3: hey Pat, you
2: ready to go Oh, oh, no. oh jump move along, get your own coffee. <laughs> Let's go, Bunky.
1: Ah, I just got biffed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my bit. You, that was <laughs> a good
1: bit. I like that bit. I did. I, I have a, I had a joke all ready to go. Jason came in, was like I was he's like, totally oh, he's ruining my joke, but I was like, his joke is really good. So <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> it all worked out. It always does. It
0: always does. You get, you got the old Biffer. He just did that. The thing.
1: old Biffer just swooped right in there. <laughs> but Pat, I was about to tell you, yes. I had an amazing opportunity this week, you know, in my yard sailing adventures. Mm-hmm. saw this guy Craigslist.
2: He's selling a trebuchet. A what? A trebuchet. Jason knows what it is. A trebuchet. That's a little whip thingy that throws like the little rocks at castles and stuff. Yeah, it's like a catapult yeah. that even launches oh. further than a catapult.
1: Yeah. It, there's a go like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. so i was like so i i read you know reached out reached the guy's like you know where'd you get this thing he's like it's vintage he's like it's medieval i it was imported from europe like this is a real, real legit trebuchet and i was like i gotta ask you know what's your what's your best best price and he was like can't go lower than six grand and i was like ah
2: a little out of my little out of my range uh but i knew it was a long shot
0: mm. so did you get it
2: what did you counter offer but how does the story end? I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh!
1: We a got A out of range, but I yeah. knew it was a long shot. Was the That was the punchline. But, uh,
2: we, we knew. We just... It's a joke, really, that was
1: specifically for Jason. <laughs> and I knew that going in.
2: Well, oh, you, I, you, I knew you it. set yourself up because I thought you were for real, like some guy had built a trebuchet. <laughs> I told you it was a joke coming up. <laughs> It's like, oh, get on a plane. Go see
1: the
0: WJ. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> well, we don't have Delvin the Dark Web here with us tonight. He is busy right now. Him and his wife are enjoying some Beyonce. So uh-oh. good for them. Uh-oh. oh 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 oh
1: if you like it, better put a. Ring swing on it, swing a do? ring on it. And
0: yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have with us some live club members in the secret, super secret, all access chat. Watching along with us as we are doing this recorded live in front of a Crusader Club members. So we do appreciate them stopping by.
1: I'm going to shout out to them, Pat. I'm going to shout out to uh, Auburn Elvis and Kathy. Kathy and matt passo have joined us tonight hey, in the super secret chat super secret how do they get the access pat how does that happen?
0: well jared i'm glad you asked you can get the secret access just by going to Patreon.com, looking up long box crusade and joining for as little as one dollar one dollar gets you all the access
1: wait a minute wait a, a dollar per episode that they come to watch or
0: no jared not nah, not at all
1: a dollar per what
0: for everything
1: <laughs> for <laughs> one, like what all the access? Yes, it gets you all the access, Jared. So it's like a dollar a month. It is a dollar uh, a month. How going they run a successful business charging people twelve dollars a year for all this access? I what
0: don't know. That's you get why we're crazy. A
2: dollar for every episode I'm on. I don't understand this. <laughs> Jason pays a dollar for episode. <laughs> Jason pays a dollar every month. Yes,
0: to get on the episode. But for those club members, just one dollar gets them all this. Let me just say this. Wow. Exactly. Enough said. And with that. You can also be part of the show as well too by going and leaving us a voice message that we may play later on in the show. Leave us a message at 707-532-5269 that's 707-532 L-box.
1: Pick up the phone.
0: Now before we get started with this episode's issues, let's take a quick podcast promo break and we will be right back.
1: Hello soldiers, I'm Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale artist codenamed Death Probe, and I'm here to give you your orders to join me in my elite podcasting squad for G.I. Joe Chronicles. Who makes up this elite squad, you may ask? It starts with my right-hand man, Pat Samson. Tell him your codename and specialty, Pat. Well Jared, I'm glad you asked. My codename is DJ Cristados, and on G.I.
0: Joe Chronicles, I specialize in G.I. Joe comic books, Marvel, Devil's Do, IDW. We cover them all. But there's so much more in the G.I. Joe Chronicles universe, and that's where our first sergeant comes in. He's Jim Mill. Sound off with your codename and specialty, Jim. My specialty is everything else G.I. Joe. I'm gonna talk about some comics too, but I'm also gonna look at the G.I. Joe property from lots of different
1: angles, including, but not limited to, the toys, cartoon, puzzles, train sets, bed sheets, Halloween costumes, you name it, and there's probably a Joe version of it, and I'm gonna let you know it
0: exists. You forgot to tell the troops your codename. Oh, yeah. Codename Weasel Skull. I don't think you can have that one. I think it's taken. Dang. How about codename Weasel Skull? Strangely enough, that's also taken. Orstead.
1: That's like a beautiful name, man. We could be cosmically...
4: Okay. Never mind. Never mind. I got it. Codename Dark Web. No. Pop Pop Hiss?
1: No. Pimp Destro? No. Hot Thing? No. While my battle buddies get that ironed out, I invite you to join us for G.I. Joe Chronicles. You can listen to it on its own solo feed wherever podcasts are found or catch it under the Longbuck's Crusade Network umbrella. We look forward to seeing you at Fort Longbuck's. Yo, Joe.
0: Okay, how about Jim the Joe Junkie? Uh, maybe. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the first featured comic for this episode, and it is Amazing Spider-Man number 218. The credits for this issue are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Publisher was Marvel. It's got a cover date of July 1981. Its on sale date was April 7th, 1981. Cover price is 50 cents. Editor was Alan Milgram. Writer was Dennis J. O'Neill. Penciler, John Romita Jr., Anchor, Jim Mooney. Anchor, Alan Milgram. Two anchors on this one. Letterer, James R. Novak. Colorist is Bob Sharon. This is reprinted in Essential Spider-Man Volume 10 trade paperback. Also, the Marvel Masterworks Volume 283 of Amazing Spider-Man Volume 21 hardcover. Cover credits go to Frank Miller. Ooh, I bet you didn't know that. Did I you? didn't know that. I read the issue. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Oh, It doesn't really say it in the issue. Yeah. I don't think it has it in looking at it. Cause I was, when I put this information together, I'm like, really? Where does it say it in the inside? But Hey, it is a Frank. Miller Frank cover.
1: Cheeks Miller.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and go to Jert for the cover description.
1: Okay. So it's important to note that I wrote this cover description before I read the issue. And it's important to note, I wasn't here last recording where we covered the issue that led to this issue. So I had no idea who that was in the background. Okay, it's important to know that when you read the cover description because there's some things in the cover description that are not exactly accurate. (laughs) And with that, here we go. The Marvel Comics Group banner is yellow with bonfire red letters. Spidey is swinging in his yellow corner box, a box like you'd maybe find graham crackers in. The Amazing Spider-Man logo is marshmallow white with red highlights, and it includes the webs. The main action shows a giant toasted lava monster looming over the city. Spider-Man is seen from the back, squaring off against the monster, Spider-Sense tingling on the rooftops. He might be dropping his own Hershey chocolate right about now. A cover of blurb reads, in Manhattan stalks a monster. Thought it was a lava monster, so I did a whole s'mores. I know it's the nose. s'mores
2: joke, yeah. Mm. Give up or yeah. get thirsty mm. for s'more. <laughs> <laughs> so it does look like a s'more with a little. I thought it was a lava, I
1: thought it was like a lava bonfire. Uh, it made me think of s'mores. Little did I know it was just mud. This is mud, just a mud monster. But I, I, after yeah. I read it, I was like, Should I change the cover description? And I thought, you know what? No, no, I went to all that trouble to work those s'mores references in there. Hmm. I think it was all right. It Sometimes less is s'more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is really Sorry. clenching there, isn't he? He is toy like a toyger With the
0: cover description out of the way, let's go ahead and get some quick cover thoughts. And we'll start with Jason.
2: What's your thoughts on the cover? It's interesting. Till Jared gave his perspective, I didn't realize that without any context, you don't know who this monster is. If you read the previous issue, you have a good idea. But otherwise, it kind of looks like Clayface a little bit on the cover. So that was kind of my first thought. Overall, I think the cover is all right. I like the Spider-Man. There's a lot of detail on Spider-Man. I like the Spider-Sense. That's kind of a unique take to the traditional, having the red Spider-Sense there. That's that's kind of cool. I don't know. That might be a color wheel thing. We'll let Jared talk about that later. The other thing that I like is the way that the city is laid out. You have in the foreground left, you have a lot of detail on the city. Then you have in the, the middle ground right, you get some detail, but not quite as much. And then in the background, kind of center, you have just kind of that gray outline. So it gives kind of a, a multi dimensional look to the, the cover, which I think is, is pretty cool. The one detracting thing is it looks like the Spider Man pose, he should be posed on the side of a building or something, the way his toes are kind of pushed down, like he's about to push off of something. And so it just kind of looks like he's free-floating there in an awkward kind of pose, in my opinion, on in the foreground. So other than that, good cover, not one of the best. I'll pass it. I was thinking too that the pose was kind of rakishly different,
0: not super rakish, but I liked it. I thought it was really neat. And I just like the loominess of this this monster that's coming at you. And uh, you're right. If you didn't know what it was, you you know, you would be like, well, who's this, what's going on. But now that I know the story and we know reading the previous issues, I, I can understand what's happening, but I like it. I think it's just really cool of a, just like a menacing coming over the city and the detail in some of the cityscapes. And most of all, for me, it's the colors, the colors make things pop on this one. What do you think, Jared? What's your thoughts on it?
1: Um, Largely echo Jason. Yeah, it's, It's basic, but it does a lot with its basicness, because you can glance at it and say, oh, Spider-Man's Danger Sense. This is pretty scary. Giant monster looming over city, cityscape, New York. Of course, I thought it was a lava monster. Again, I hadn't (laughs) read the issue leading up to this or the issue yet when I wrote it. I did read them both, though. I did play catch up. So and I remember Jason did that on an episode one time, and so I might fall into Jason trap of talking about things that happened in the last issue if no, I do that. That's fine. Feel free to straighten me out. Uh, that's no problem. But back to the cover. Oh, yeah, I just got to echo Jason. I I like it, and you know, learning that it was Frank Miller uh, does make it even slightly more interesting. So yeah, I'll just just echo what you guys say. It's cool.
0: It is interesting to see or this. You know, I don't want I want to say early Frank Miller. I mean, this is eighty one, right? Uh, that this is out. So. Mm -hmm. interesting very interesting and i guess we'll go into it too with the dual inkers in this issue as well too but with that let's go ahead and get into some cover ratings as a reminder of our rating system it is a one through five rating system five as you loved it it tickled your tummy feathers (laughs) four you really liked it Mm. three you liked it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: two didn't like it Mm -hmm. And, and one you hated it it ruffled your tummy feathers. Mm. 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 Yeah. Oof. I don't like it at all. With that, Jared, back to you for your cover rating.
1: You know, if Joe November is here. I'd give it a 3.5. Yeah, I can see that. But you know what? I don't see Joe here right now. I don't either. So am I going to round up? or am round down. Hmm. I'll round up since it's Frank Miller, and that's unique. So I'll give all it a right. 4. It's, it's you know, remember yeah. how we used to do, like, the weatherman talk? it's It's got, a, like, a low-pressure low four. It's a low, <laughs> like, four. It's a low four, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> I'll give it the four. I'll give it the extra half point for Frank. All right. Well, I am
0: with you at a four. And I think what I like about it, I just like the colors. It's like, this just pops for me. It's like, I don't know, looking at it just makes me want to open it up and go inside of it.
1: You know, it, it, I know my turn is over, but it kind of really... It does that intersection of Spider-Man and sort of classic movie monster, you know, King Kong, yeah. Godzilla feel. Yeah. And that's kind of fun. You can't deny that that's fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can't, you know, looking at this, you can't deny that it isn't kind of fun looking at this. And now that I've read it, I know what the story's about. And, and that's what I like. So it, it gives me a memory on it. Jason, are you with us on a
2: four? No, fellas, I can't go oh. as high as a four. I'm i I'm going to stay at a three. I think that it's. it's a pretty decent cover. What really kind of sinks it for me is I almost get the feeling that the Spider-Man was kind of drawn separately in a pose and then plopped onto this background. Like it it came as two pieces and it just doesn't quite fit for me. So I'll stick with a three. I mean, technically it's pretty good. I really like that cityscape and I like the red spider sense. But yeah, the Spider-Man just doesn't seem to quite fit with the rest of the cover to me. So three for me.
1: All right, going to the chat. We got Auburn Elvis giving it an illegal three point five. That's your yellow card, Auburn Elvis. Uh, Matt Posso gives it a three. Kathy says she agrees with the threes, and then Auburn Elvis decides to ground, downgrade it to a three point four. Red card penalty to the locker room. You can only <laughs> you can only comment from the locker room at this point. <laughs> now it's time to get
0: into a story synopsis. And this time, it is actually brought to you by Delvin. While attending a demonstration in radiology, high school student Peter Parker was bitten by a spider which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the spider's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider. A Spider-Man. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man.
4: Spider-Man! man
3: The title of this issue is Eye of the Beholder. Sandman and Hydra-Man have merged into one gigantic mud pile, basically, so surely we're going to see Spidey and Mudman battle it out in a tale as old as time, right? Nope. We're instead treated to a tale, bittersweet and strange. But first, Mudman knocks Spidey the F out. There's your action, ever just the same. Mudman makes his way to the apartment of Sadie Frickett. Ever a surprise. Whom Sandman and Hydra Man both had a thing for, remember? Spidey was going to attack again, but around Sadie, Mudman is ever so docile. After a Matt Murdock appearance, Sadie is beset by an agent who wants to put her and Mudman in a Broadway show. Broadway is where you can hear tunes as old as song in any way. The show is on with big old Mudman and Sadie with Pete there doing his Daily Bugle gig, of course. Things go sideways when Sadie makes out with the agent. Neither one prepared for Mudman raging out at this, and while Spidey, overmatched as he would have been, was set to enter the fray, Sadie calms Mudman down again, only to have Mudman scale a building with her in tow. NYPD was prepared with a binding mixture that disintegrated Mudman. Spidey rescues a falling Sadie, and as certain as the sun, the threat is ended. But Sadie's heart may as well be too, because the thing who loved her is no more. Did you guess the thing? If you're a Peebo Bryson and a Regina Bell fan, you might. Tell as old as time, song as old as time. Do you, Pat? Pre-
0: oh, Delvin, I love it when you sing <laughs> and tell a whimsical tale.
1: I give it a two. <laughs> for the record, I saw in the chat, uh, Kathy nailed it, by the way, Beauty and the Beast. Well, that audio yes. was playing.
0: Very well done, Delvin. Thank you so much for doing that audio track for us. Even though you weren't going to be here, we do appreciate it. And thank you, Kathy, for kissing it right away. I had a little bit feeling of what he was doing, but I just went with it, and, and he, he swept me away with that fairy tale of the story that he told with that voice. And then, oh, mm. man. A little a tear mm, in my eye. Yeah. A little sand in my eye, you know. Mm. All right. Well, let's get into some bric-a-brac for this issue. Is it a first read
1: or a reread? Jared? I've seen King Kong, but it mm-hmm. is a reread. Ooh. It's a reread? No. It's a first read. Oh, first read for you. Don't, okay. don't. Correct my jokes. It sickens me. Oh.
2: I, I didn't know. I can not remember. I messed it up, and I all don't right. like you pointing it out. <laughs> Jared messed it up, y'all.
1: Ah. <laughs> the, the Delvin singing got me all.
0: Yeah, all, I know. He got you all for, for, for a promo Jason. First read or a reread? First read for me. It is a first read for me too. So you know what that means. Reading Reading rainbow.
2: Rainbow.
3: Reading rainbow. Rainbow. Reading rainbow. Uh,
0: Awesome. I love it. We rainbowed. Can we do it again? We'll find out. Let's go to the high lows or what does. And we'll start
2: with Jason. You got a high, low or what the for the first round. I think for my high, I'm going to choose the character Sadie, man. We were all making fun of her. She was the butt of all the jokes in the last issue. We were all talking about how could Hydra Man and Sam Man be fighting over her and blah blah blah, and even Peter Parker himself and Spidey were, you know, they were saying the same thing. They yeah, were making yeah. fun of her the whole time, and even kind of at the beginning of it. But holy cow, who did whose heart didn't melt a little bit the way when that monster was there? She still loved that monster. Cause that monster had the best parts of both the people that were vying mm. for her affection. And in the end, I felt a bit of heck. Yeah. When Peter tells that agent, like you better shut your mouth or I'm going to pop it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he was like, you're turning down all this money for this love for this monster. What are you a weirdo? And he's, you better shut your mouth or I'm going to pop it. <laughs> and I was like, you go Spider-Man. And you go, Sadie. Uh, uh, way yeah. to just kind of turn this butt of the joke character I've never heard heard about before into somebody that I'm going to remember from here on. That for a while, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I when you bringing that up makes
0: me think back of this is probably her like her third comic appearance that she's in. You know, the last issue was a lot more, but we seen Denny kind of having her show up in a few issues. So just thinking about that makes me go, wow. That's really some good character development and just the sprinkling of it and the storytelling that I so much love about these Spider-Man stories. We've been going to is these little pieces that eventually become something big and, and have a impactful, you know, kind of ending to the story. Maybe we'll see her again. Maybe we know Sandman and Aquaman or, or not Aquaman, but Hydro, Hydroman, Yes. Hydroman's going to come back probably so will she come back too or were they still kind of, you know, try to find her again and, you know, but to your point,
2: even if she doesn't, yeah. Then he gave her an arc, you know? Yes, yeah. And I didn't think that you know, I would never saw that coming. I, did, I didn't either. And I think this is what makes, I don't know, this might turn into a little nostalgia talk, but for me, it's what makes these comics great. I mean, I still mm-hmm. enjoy the comics today, but it's, it's all about the spectacle now with these, With these comics and moving from one big massive story and then Mm. reshuffling the whole thing and do another big massive story and this is about really telling the tale from Sadie's point of view in a lot of places and it's and it's like wow this is really giving depth to this universe and giving this character a story. I liked it. Yeah, I agree definitely.
0: Jarrett, you got high, low, or what the?
2: Well, Pat, I didn't read it, but if I did,
1: I would probably really. enjoy from a more what's the word shouting is that the is that the word (laughs) i'm looking for
0: yes it is
1: perspective of biff charlie bravo rifkin all right (laughs) this guy this this guy (laughs) it's it's, it's, it's just such a delightful little sub story because peter's getting exactly what he deserves Yes. But like in the worst way, <laughs> like, like, it's just, he's like not likable at all, but it's like you, this is what you signed up for Pete. When you took a pass on them pancakes. Like, uh, I just can't get enough of this bit. I just want to, I just want to watch like, I don't know. Is there another shoe to drop? I don't remember. He just seems like I don't know. Just the pole, Pete, you know, <laughs> Hey buddy. Hey, like, does he just a death
2: by a thousand he, cuts.
1: Do you think he really likes Peter? Is he just like being a dick? I, I, can't I don't know. I,
0: don't know. I, I, I love it though, too. And it was awesome. I'm reading and awesome. I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to get back with Debbie. And I, see,
1: I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <This> <laughs> guy, he's all like, well, I caught her a little early. Rifkin won't be here for another hour, 45 minutes. Rifkin's like, hey, everybody. Hey, I showed up early. There's no way I could stay away from Debbie that long. <laughs> Like, seriously, <laughs>
2: my sensing sense was tingling. <laughs> Something's going on. Like, what? I decided
1: oh, to show oh, up early.
3: You'd have oh, to man. be an idiot I, to this let guy, this guy. I don't go. know
1: whether or not I I like him or don't like him. To be honest with you, I can't <laughs> uh, tell. And that's well, what know, makes it fun. Like I want to know more.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, and I think that's again it goes back to that character building that's been going on with this these stories, and they're just they sprinkle them in just enough, just enough until it comes to a little bit more and a little bit more and oh man I, I am definitely enjoying these issues so far you know we had a lull for a little bit but i think we're getting on a, a nice train and it's riding and it's riding and i'm looking forward to where we're going with this i want to bring up spidey's kind of beating up the well, i don't want to say beating up the mud but he's get he gets beat up by the mud monster guy i'm gonna call him the mud monster guy instead of mud thing i don't but man he took a whooping from him a little bit and just some of the other fighting in here as well, too. This really wasn't a lot of big fighting in this one that I was kind of hoping for, for them to kind of really do a brawl down, but it was all right. I think this was more of some of a, a character moment issue, if that. Because even in the, we'll get to the silly Spidey, fighting some silly spidey was could be hard as well, too. What did you guys think of the Spider-Man getting beaten down?
2: I kind of liked it. I mean, in a way, again, it was one of those things. I I don't know exactly what Spider-Man was thinking. He was going up against this large opponent, which he knew nothing of. And he's like, well, maybe I can cold cock it with a," Because the the creature was pretty much ignoring him the whole time. Yeah, And uh, so his strategy didn't quite work out. I guess the thing that I would say was most interesting to me was the art through it. Because, again... Mm -hmm we've read a lot of Spider-Man comics with really great art and great artists that have depicted great battles, but there's just something about Romita where it looked like when he just kind of flicks him with the finger off his shoulder and you see Spider-Man just go into those crates, boy, you, that, it looks rough for our boy. And Mm -hmm. even though it was, it was a kind of a, smaller fight scene i th- i think that the art was just really good and just depicted how overmatched spider-man was uh strength wise so it did its job really well
0: let's go ahead and go into round two of high lows or what does and this time we'll go reverse and start with jared you got a high low or what the
2: i have a high just two words yellow vest yellow you bring him r- back those yellow peter parker vests <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> peter rocked a yellow vest and it was something, man. It was something. That's all. I don't know what to say about it. I, I
2: don't know what else to say, but uh yellow vest. It was uh it was a bold choice. He put that yellow vest on for Debbie too, you know he did. <laughs> it's
1: like when you have to um turn your pictures into Jameson by three, but you also have crossing guard duty at 345.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, you Peter's a... He's a good looking kind of guy. He likes to dress sharp for what he's doing. You know, you you got to dress for the job you want, right? Maybe.
2: crossing Dress guard. for the job you I, want, not the one you have. That's right. No
1: crossing guard or perhaps like the guy at the circus who's like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> the ringmaster. I knew there was a
0: ringmaster. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that See, that would be a villain. A ringmaster sounds like a villain's name. It'd be a Walmart greeter. Yeah, that too. Jason, do you have a high, low, or what the...
2: I'm gonna give another high a shout out to the cops. On this issue, man, our boys in blue in New York City are not phased at all by a giant forty foot freaking monster. I love the line when when Spider Man asks him, "You're not gonna hurt him, or you know what are you gonna do to him?" And like, well, we're certainly not gonna sing to him. <laughs> They're breaking out the big gap. <laughs> it reminded me kind of like Ghostbusters, you know, cigarettes all yeah. half hanging out of their mouths, going <laughs> to go in, go into battle against something. They have no idea what it is. And then they take it down, you know, and then at the end, of course, they're on cleanup detail and they're like, hurry up. We're not putting in any overtime. You know? <laughs> It's just it's another day in the life for our boys in blue in New yeah. York City with these heroes. I love it. Remind me
1: of my favorite Marvel cop of all time is still the one in Blade that comes in after the bloodbath that is a, literally a guy spiked to the wall on fire and he just goes, put him out. <laughs> it's, <the best>. <laughs> <laughs> it's those New York cops, man. They're like, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, over in DC they wrote a whole series. It was very good called G C P D, right? That really got to the, the nuts and bolts of the mm-hmm. place. <laughs> You don't need that in the Marvel. Universe. They're just like, Yeah, whatever. It's Tuesday. Don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that they were really prepared for taking down this monster. You know, they knew what they needed to do to to take him down. I was like, Oh, wow, interesting that they had these chemicals figured out on what to do to take him down, and they had it at the ready." So yeah. Oh, what's
1: the, what's the protocol for giant mud monster? <laughs> Hang on. Let me look it up real quick. Come on, guys. We trained for this. Is it under G for Giant or M for Mud Monster? I got to get there. You know, we got those canisters in the
0: back. The expiring date's getting close, so I think we can use this stuff. So let's all go to the opening of the play and see what happens. Uh, I want to call out um, some of the special guest appearances or shout-outs that happened in here. You know, I was surprised to see Matt Murdock and Foggy show up. As Matt Murdock was the lawyer for Sadie, or at least the, the mud, the Given man, a good defense, mud too, thing, man. yeah, 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 he did a good defense, he was, he
1: was caveman lawyering it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, justice
1: wasn't blind on that one. He I, did knew, a good job. I knew you were gonna, br- I knew, it, no, I knew it was, you were gonna uh, do it. I was uh, like, Will he dare? Will this little devil dare? And you did,
0: I did, I did. <laughs> But I was I I liked that little part, and I also liked, they did this twice. They did like one week later, and then you have, next thing, it jumps to the courtroom, and then it goes another week later, and it goes, well, to see about what happened in between, they do an editor's note about, go see Peter Parker, this issue, and go see this other issue. So there's two issues that they reference. And I thought that was really cool to see, you know, here's what happens in the meantime as Spider-Man fights these other two guys. I thought that was very cool. And I like that helps build that lore and the world around Spider-Man.
2: I'm still going to Murdoch you two points for that. <laughs> no, <justice. laughs>
0: Good one. Good one. All right. Well, with that, does anybody have any other thing you want to bring up for this issue?
2: Did I mentioned the yellow vest. You did. Okay, you did. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas now.
0: <laughs> a camera and a yellow vest. All right, with that, let's go ahead and get to the silly Spidey for this issue. And I'm going to spill mine right away because Jason actually kind of alluded to it right away. I liked the cop part where, <laughs> that, to me, I found that was the funniest part where Spider-Man asked me, well, what are you going to do? And he goes, well, we're not going to invite him to the fireman's ball. <laughs> or the that's police Policeman's right. ball. The police oh, ball. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that's a funny one. That was a funny one for me. Garrett, do you have a silly Spidey moment?
1: i do and you gotta remember i wasn't here for the last one so i i don't know when i got my silly Spidey. i didn't know how much mm-hmm. dumpage had been done perhaps on sadie in the previous oh, sure. one yeah. Yeah. but it's interesting that the one that i selected it it's it's some dumpage on sadie but it's jameson and you expect that kind of blunt yeah cruel humor from jameson was what spidey says uh He's like, he's trying to get him to let him go to Winter Gardens to check out the show. And he's like, So you're gonna let me go to Winter Gardens? And he says, uh, and photograph a lump of Play-Doh and his ugly lady friend. <laughs> I'm like, damn, James, why yeah, do you like know. this? But like because it's him, it's funny to me. Like, I don't know, mean Jay and Jameson makes me laugh. I guess cause uh he's just he's just such a <laughs> really I'm mm-hmm. more laughing at Jonah's callousness than I
2: am at the joke. Ah, if okay. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. Jason, what's your silly Spidey?
2: Well, you guys took both the ones that I was thinking about, but I guess I'll just expand it to say the whole interaction between Peter and J Jonah Jameson was funny to me. I liked when Jonah was looking at those pictures and be like, yeah, some of those are my competitor. <laughs> you know, it's just like, in yeah. this trash in here. And it's just always kind of funny to see that classic uh, confrontation between J. Jonah Jameson, who has all of the office power, if you will, and Spider-Man, who has none of the office power. Peter Parker, who has none of the office power, but as Spider-Man secretly has all the power. So it's just kind of funny to see that dynamic.
0: Yeah, definitely is. I'm going to go back again, even though this comic was, you know. What it is, and we'll get to that within ratings just a little bit. A lot of the characters and storytelling going on. I like all these little vignettes or just little snippets of the rest of the world and character and gangs, or you know, the the supporting cast around Peter. I like seeing that and just what it may build up to be and go into. All right. Well, with that, let's go into the ratings for this issue. Again, it's a one through five rating system. Five is you loved it, it tickled your tummy feathers. Four, you really liked it. Three, liked it. Two, didn't like it. And one, you hated it. It ruffled
2: your tummy feathers.
0: And we'll go to Jason. Start us off with how you would rate the story.
2: You know, I came into this show prepared to give it a three. I read it late last night, so I was kind of tired. And I remember thinking I didn't particularly care for the King Kong comparison, I kind of thought like, well, that's lazy story writing, but I've been kind of reading through it again as as we've been talking here about it and re-engaging, and I think that in the light of day I'm going to give it a four just because of all the things Mm -hmm. we talked about. Maybe the the main story plotline wasn't the greatest, but the cameos by Matt Murdock, the banter between Spider Man and the cops, the character development of Sadie, all of those things really are those things that are in the background that make Spider Man great. And they got some time to shine here. So I'm going to give it a four. All right.
0: I can definitely see how you're coming up with that, or, you know, just I see your points definitely on
1: that. Jert, what's your thoughts? I like the main story. I like the sub story with Debbie. I really like the art. I like the concept of the Hydro man, Sandman mashup or mush up or
2: whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm going for. Ooh. So two fours and then there's me, man. Mm. Well, Auburn Elvis is not agreeing with us Mm. on this one. Yeah.
1: You know what? Isn't isn't he the one that gets mad at us when we rate him too low? (laughs) I swear he is. I do see you guys' points, and and
0: talking with you guys more, it makes me appreciate it. So I'm going to give this one a a pretty high three. I'm at a three, just because the story, like you said, it was a King Kong kind of a a thing. Uh, A copy. Waka waka waka. Sorry, I can't can't get there. I can't get there. I stopped the
2: cover. Yeah. He stopped the story. Mm, So...
0: One cool guy, he had a three with two chumps at a... How
2: block are block you still
4: road. the
2: cool guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: It's a I mystery, noticed. I know.
2: I know. <laughs> the group you're always with is the cool guys. <laughs> well, when you're a cool
0: guy, you're a cool guy. You just, <laughs> no matter what you do, it's, it's coolness just oozes. Over oh, in the chat, as we
1: alluded to, <laughs> Albert Elvis gave it a two, maybe a three. He settled on week three. <laughs> and Kathy said, and a
2: quote, never read it. Uh-huh. Very good, good one, Kathy. Kathy. Good you one. can come back out of the locker room now.
0: <laughs> Speaking about Alburn Elvis, let's go ahead and listen to the karma count for this. How many points did
2: Spider-Man get? Is he moving forward? Is he moving backwards? I think did... we should do this like a game show. We should all guess like what the karma count is. And the one who gets closest without going over like price is right. Okay with Oof. Oof. Well, I,
0: okay, I'll start us off because I'm really not sure still how this works. I'm gonna go with forty karma points.
2: Forty is that too I was much? thinking I was thinking 10. Oh 10 really? karma points. Oh, it's
1: Jason I'm went like, low enough to where I'm not gonna one dollar it, but I'll say eleven just to screw Jason over. <laughs> okay, oh, all right. 10, 11, like and intent. forty. Let the
0: games well, now, begin. Now now I got now I'm second guessing. Well, you're gonna learn <laughs> I, you'll get
1: better at this on each episode.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. all right. All right, well, let's go ahead and give it a listen.
1: I guess I'm your karma. And I love it. I can't get
4: enough of it. There's nothing above it. Hi, Crusaders. This is Albert Elvis, and I bet you've asked yourself, can superheroes improve their strength by working out? Well, according to the 1984 Marvel superhero role-playing game, they can. But it ain't easy. In the game, heroes gain and lose karma points for how heroic their actions are. Karma can be saved up over time and spent to improve a hero's ability scores. Improving an ability costs 10 times its current score. So, if Spider-Man wanted to improve his strength of a 40 to a 41, it would cost him 400 karma points. And to give you an idea of how long it would take Spidey to earn that much karma, here's the karma count for his actions in this issue. Amazing Spider-Man 2.18 starts off with Spider-Man and getting whooped by the Sandman, Hydra Man, Mud Monster, but since nobody saw it, it's only a 20 point Karma loss for the Private Defeat. I considered taking away another 5 for the property destruction, but since it was a literal crate and barrel and not the store, I'm gonna let that slide, no deduction there. After he wakes up, Peter heads over to the Bugle, gets 5 Karma for delivering those photos. They weren't great, but no other paper has anything better, so there you go. When Webhem catches up to the Mud Monster, there's more property damage, and since Spidey was a part of it, he will lose 10 karma. Also, we don't know whether the new photos look better than the old ones, but we're going to assume that they do and that Jameson took them. That's another 5 karma for Peter doing his day job. Then a few weeks go by, which is a very weird way to pace a Spider-Man story. Finally, we're going to get to another fight with the mud monster where Spidey loses 10 karma for property damage, but he gains 20 karma for rescuing Sadie. The issue ends with Spider-Man gaining 5 karma for the neat thoughts about the emotional toll the whole thing took on Sadie, but I'm going to take away another 5 Karma for not really appreciating the irony of how he pretty much does the exact same thing to Deb in every issue. Now, counting everything up, Spider-Man loses a total of 15 Karma in this issue. So, yeah, he's not going to improve his strength from a 40 to a 41 like this. Anyway, I'm Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much for listening to this Karma Count. Play us out, Joe November. I guess I'm your Karma And I love it I can't get enough of it
1: There's nothing above it. Jason
2: is the winner. Well, technically I went over (laughs) Yes, because I said positive ten. Holy cow. I didn't know Auburn Elvis was going to dole out karma points like my dad doled out allowance money.
1: (laughs) 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 I feel like there's at least 25 karma for the yellow vest, but
0: that's. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I was totally off. I mean, I'm I thought it was, you know, okay. So I got to think of things as five and tens, maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah I'm going to start in the right.
2: analyzing these. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> I'll goodness. Te-
1: I'll teach you how to, how to price it. Right. Here's the thing. You never want to be the guy who goes first, Pat. So we'll make sure yeah. you don't have to go first next time. Well, I'll take turns going okay. first. Cause we'll there's a strategy involved. I'll teach mm. it to you. Uh, I appreciate that. Is there a vest involved? Well is- <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> is that for now, ragged? I say I still say. I mean, I guess Jason technically went over, so nobody won. I'll take the mm. prize. I was close, to but uh, Jason oh, currently so. is the holder of the yellow vest award. Yellow vest. There you go. The karma.
0: Yellow karma vest goes to Jason this round. Will he pass I it on he would to get somebody the karma next? for
2: threatening to pop that guy in the mouth if he talk bad about Sadie one more time. Yeah. Hmm?
0: Who knows? But. Thank you, Alburn Elvis, for doing that. We do appreciate it. And now we have made a game of ours. <laughs> <laughs> New feature on the show. New feature on the show. And if you want to, next time we do this, time for you guys to put it in the chat as well, or into the comments as well as far as what your guess is on the karma count. With that, I think
2: that's going to bring us. Guess, guesses in there. I think Matt guessed a 12 and look like Kathy guess like 25 so we were all over (laughs) two (laughs) dollars oh goodness oh
1: well so there you have it
0: all right well that's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show you got a comment or a question send us an email at contact at longbox or make a comment on the twitter instagram or facebook page we will be right back spider-man and the cupcake
3: caper Peter Parker is in Mary Jane Watson's apartment when suddenly he sees a familiar enemy.
4: MJ, you'll have to excuse me for a minute.
2: Uh-huh. You have this thing, Tiger, and I hate it. Every time there's trouble, you disappear.
4: Relax, MJ. All I wanna do is get some milk you have with these hostess cupcakes.
2: Sure, Peter. Anything to avoid reality. But at least this time, you left me with a really delicious snack. Devil's
4: food cake,
2: chocolate, king creamy filling.
4: I hate having Mary Jane think I'm a coward. But there's no other way I can slip into my Spider-Man role. And only Spidey can handle
0: Man Mountain Marco. Don't look now, Marco
1: but the mountain just became a molehill. Webhead, we don't understand you, but we sure appreciate the help.
4: Thanks, guys. Meanwhile, I've got a quart of grade A to deliver. Sorry it took me so long, MJ, but I um, got a little bit uh, d- distracted.
2: Yeah. Well, no sweat, Peter. The hostess cupcakes you left me with
4: were a lot
2: more rewarding to me than you ever been.
4: Brother, if she
0: don't... Only you get a big delight in every bite of Hostess cupcakes. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the second featured comic for this episode, which is determined by our Crusader Club members. Club members get to vote on this segment using the online poll only available on the Longbox Crusade page at patreon.com. As always, we want to thank our Crusader Club members for voting to help determine the programming for this show. If you want to get in on the voting and all the amazing benefits of being a Crusaders Club member, like being a part of a live recording just for the Patreons, like we are doing right now, just head on over to Patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. You can join us for just as little as $1 per month. That's not a lot. We're not asking for much. But we are giving you much, much more. And you can help determine what each episode's second feature will be. For this episode, the Crusader Club members selected Uncanny X-Men number 147. The credits for this issue are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics website. Publisher was Marvel. It's got a cover date of July 1981, but its on-sale date was actually April 14th, 1981. Cover price was 50 cents. Editor was Luis Simonson. Writer was Chris still S. Still doing it, Esquire. Claremont. Penciler goes to Dave Cocker.
1: Esquire. We still love him, even though
0: he <laughs> hates you, Pat.
1: Esquire. To, I, was, uh, I got distracted.
0: <laughs> yes. Anchor goes to Joseph Rubenstein. Letter goes to Tom Orzakowski. And colorist is the color my bad colorist, Grannis. <laughs> Wee. Oh. Yes. This is reprinted in X-Men Classic number 51. It's also in Essential X-Men Volume 3 trade paperback. Or you can find it in Marvel Masterworks Volume 90 of the Uncanny X-Men Volume 6 hardcover. Or in the Uncanny X-Men Omnibus Volume 2. Or in the X-Men Epic Collection i Magneto Trade Paperback. Looking at the cover, the cover credits go to Dave Cockrum, and anchor is Joseph Rubenstein. Speaking about that cover, let's get a cover description from Jared.
1: You got it. The Marvel Comics group banner is yellow with red letters, just like the Spidey issue we just talked about. A green corner box contains the floating heads of Wolverine, Colossus, Storm, Kitty, Nightcrawler, and Angel. The uncanny X-Men logo is white with red highlights, just like the Spider-Man we talked about. The main action is Storm looking fierce, Lightning and wind swirl around her, her eyes are ablaze, and everyone around her is cowering and panicking. Everyone includes Angel, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Victor Von Doom, PhD, and Colossus. A cover box asks, we did it before, (laughs) we did it before, dare we do it again? And a cover blurb proclaims, Rogue Storm. Well, it's just Storm, Rogue isn't on the team yet. In fact, I think she's still a villain. Her first appearance is in Avengers Annual 10, which would hit the stands just a few months after this issue came out. And I'm not sure what that has to do with anything or why I remember stuff like that.
2: Wow, that's like, impressive. Your X-Men knowledge is real impressive. It's, it's growing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you say you're not a fan. Oh, boy. I This is going to be the episode where I betray all that. I'll just tell you right now. I like everything about this issue, so let's all get right. going. Let's get
0: going. All right.
1: Well, with that, then, let's go ahead
0: and get going. Let's get some quick cover thoughts on this one.
2: And we will go to Jason. Well, it's Dave Cockrum, so it's great. We'll just get that out of the way right now. I love that purple background. It really gives it the feeling of that that powerful storm that's been brewing for like three issues now. And then, of course, you have Storm free from her captivity in the foreground, and she ain't having it. Boy, she looks beautiful. She looks deadly. She is commanding that cover. So much so that I'm remembering back with that cover that we loved with Doom kneeling on all the X-Men when he had Storm like mm-hmm. yeah. in his arm. This is turnabout right here. She's got them all on their knees, and uh, she's out for vengeance. I picked this up, and I said, oh, boy, I cannot wait to open this cover and read this issue. So expect a good score from me. I'll stop there.
0: I agree, too, with you as well, Jason. This was just one that once you saw this cover, you're like, oh, yeah, this is some solid Cockrum on this. You know, this has got some good vibes happening in this one. I love it. I think it's really great. Then the coloring. This is another one. Like I said, with the Spider-Man one, it's got that coloring that really, really pops on this. Again, just expect some highs in this one. So we'll go to Jarrett.
1: Yeah. Awesome cover. Shout out to whoever inked it. Don't know if it was Joe or if Dave inked it himself. You know, a great way to create menace and and scariness for our characters to do a lot of shadow on them and then blaze the eyes. And that's totally what they did. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of centerline shadow going on with Storm in this that gives her a real uh, uh mystique, not the mystic, you know, there's a lot mm, of that yeah, going yeah. on with this, <laughs> but yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like. You're just like, what? You know, it's menacing and, and a little scary. And and then you throw in the fact that, you know, she's a very sexy character. So you have that sexy, menacing, scary, you know, you end up with the Baroness from G.I. Joe's, which is what you end up with, which is a good place to be. I like the swirling effect of the colors. I love the energy that you see in her quote unquote clothes. She's not wearing a lot, but he's able to use that to tell the tale of the swirling winds. as yeah, has yeah. movement. It's, you know, Dave Cockrum, top of his game. It's really great. You know, this reminds me kind of like a Phoenix with Gene. Oh, with that's Phoenix. totally what they're getting at when they said we yeah. did it before when we do it again. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it's a no. Uh, I got it, that I got cover, it, what they yeah. were doing. I liked it.
0: It definitely gives you that vibe off of this one. So with that, I think we've gushed and want to gush more about it. But let's go ahead and get into our ratings for this cover. As a reminder, it is a one through five rating. Five is you loved it. It gave you a ring to swing from. Four, you really liked it. Three, liked it. Two, didn't like it. And one, you hated it. It turned you into a
3: baby. (laughs)
0: Let's go ahead and find out. Jason,
2: one through five, are you giving it a five? Uh, Boy, I wanted to initially give it a five, but then I stopped, I slowed down, and I asked myself, would I hang this on the wall, right? If I had to choose one storm cover to hang from the wall, probably wouldn't be this one. Not that it isn't gorgeous and doesn't represent the story well, but I would want something where she's... Not so much menacing the other X-Men friends, more in the traditional costume. And then I also thought about the other five that I did give to the Doom cover. Mm -hmm. And is it as good as the Doom cover? I can't say it quite. it's close, but it doesn't quite reach that level for me. So for those two reasons, I'm going to give it a four.
0: Pretty nitpicky. Pretty nitpicky, but we'll give it to Jarrett.
1: Are you all in on a five? I'm with Jason on the four for the same reason. It's a strong four. I like it a lot, but it's funny, you know, it's, it must be in the DNA because I was like, same thought process, like poster. I don't know. I don't like it as a poster because she's, she's, it feels like she's endangering her friends, not uplifting her friends or saving her friends. And that's what holds me back. But man, like artistically, it's great. It conveys the book really well. So really strong four for me.
0: All right, well, I think you both are wrong, and I'm going with a five. I bet so, you're a
1: cool guy. Well, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, cool guy. one Come cool guy five. with a
0: five. Two, four chumps. Cool yep. You know, Albert and Elvis agrees with me. The cover's a five, so two cool guys with a five and two chumps at a four. But I understand what you guys are saying. I just, I really like it. It's just, man, I, I know it. It's iconic to me. When I see it, I know what the story is going on, and. I like it. I like the colors that make it pop as well. All right, well, with that, let's go ahead and go into the story synopsis by Jason. Cyclops, Storm, Banshee, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Colossus, Children of the Atom, Students of Charles Xavier, Mutants, feared and hated by the world they have sworn to protect. These are the strangest heroes of all. These are the X-Men. Stanley presents The Uncanny X-Men.
2: The story is called Rogue Storm. So what happened to Nightcrawler? How did he escape? Turns out that crazy SOB teleported as high up as his powers would allow, used his acrobatic ability to catch an updraft from the powerful storm that was raging around him to stall his fall, then he teleported into a lake. That fuzzy elf has some big fuzzy nuts. And that's pretty much the theme of this book, as each of the X-Men are able to individually escape their unique traps, rendezvous, rescue Storm, and take down Doom. In the end, our merry band of heroes must team with the Tyrant of Latveria, as Storm, driven nearly mad by her imprisonment as a statue, loses control and nearly destroys all around her. After successfully calming down our favorite weather witch, Storm composes herself and even negotiates the term of Arcade's release, which is a formal apology from Arcade to Doom. Dr. Doom and the X-Men part, not as friends, but with a mutual respect between them. Back to you, Pat.
0: Thank you, Jason, for that electric synopsis. That's the best weather thing I could come up with at the time. But with that, let's go ahead and get to the brick or brack and find out, was it a first read or a reread? Jared, is it a first read or reread for you? This is a first read for me, Pat. It is a first read for me as well. Jason.
2: This is a first read for me as well. We've hit a patch where I've been filling in comics, and this is this is one that I've just read for the first time recently. Yep. That is awesome to hear. So it is a A double double rainbow. A double
4: rainbow.
0: I love it when we get double rainbows. So much fun. Well, with that, let's go ahead and get into some high, lows, or what does for this issue. And we'll go to Jared. Give us a high, low, or what the. Oh, man. Get ready for me to pull a pack.
2: You guys might. might I'm be ready. Fine. I'm ready. I want to hear you. I want to hear you <laughs> lavish and just go. If you got nothing of the good things to say, I will shut up and give you my talk. Just, go, <laughs> I just have, go. I have nothing but good things to say, really. Because
1: okay, let's get the framework right. Like I wasn't on last episode, so I didn't read. This is basically a three issue arc, right? So I didn't read two, but I went ahead and read it to catch up to three. He's like okay, what happened last issue? And man, I. I I i strong. Let me let guys. me
0: ask you this before you go on. Did you read the whole thing of two? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. That's yeah. A, that's a good like story. I read I mean, it,
1: but I was like, "Whoo!" This is like where we. It was the one where they focus more on what's going on with Havoc and his team, and I was yeah. like, "I don't care." So, like, you can really just read one and three. And it, it's perfectly okay. Yeah, I mean, I you are right on that. Was, yeah, it was decent, but no, this is where it's at. Coming back to this in the third issue of the story arc number one forty seven was great. I mean, there's so much I could say. I don't want to take it all. So let's start at the beginning. As soon as you open it up, the first page is cover worthy. The art of the first page is cover worthy. This nightcrawler full page, possibly the best drawing of nightcrawler I've ever seen. It's really good in the middle of the storm. And the art is just perfect throughout. It is perfect throughout. I, again, I know I'm just a ball of energy here, mm-hmm. but I'm reading it in essentials, so it's all black and white. I've seen the pure ink work. Yeah, I know Auburn Elves mentioned the colors of the first few pages in the chat. I don't know what they look like, but in black and white, everything looks amazing. And I, I, while I've got the mic, I've got to cover one more thing. I know I'm pulling a pet. I know I'm taking two things because I'm go ahead. And in the go ahead. I'm um, in the art of it. I have. I'm going to share a panel. I actually brought it into the stream yard so the guys could see it and i texted it to you guys earlier this week i liked it so much mm-hmm. that panel right exactly. there exactly. another Ooh, panel yeah that panel of wolverine and you don't even get the context of it and the context is like he squares up with doom and zoom basically fries him and shoots him across the room and he's like you know i'm gonna take care of wolverine blah blah and just the, the art the darkness the determined pose the eyes and then the words easy or hard. It makes no difference. I will keep coming until I get you. Those are awesome mm. words. It's like right out of a John Rambo movie. And look at that art. He's smoking. He's burnt. He's been hurt. And he does not give an F. He's basically saying, I, I'm never going to stop. I will never stop. And Wolverine, so he probably won't. Uh, I, I'm gushing a lot. I will put a pause on it. I will re-gush when it's my turn. But that that panel to me took this book from really good to flipping great. I will end my, my glowing first round of just random gushing by saying we have covered in our X-Men run, some, some famous X runs, right? We did Phoenix. We did, um, uh, days of future past. These are X runs that even I know are famous. Not even having read these things. This is a forgotten run. This Dr. Doom storyline is my favorite storyline that we have covered. This deserves just as much credit if not more than those other ones we talked about. Now, okay, days of future past. I understand Jason's a bigger X-Men fan. It echoes forever, I think. <laughs> the X-Men comics and maybe this doesn't, but this has been the most entertaining story arc that I've read since we started the program. Jared out. Wow. Wow. I I, I don't know what
0: I'm hearing right now. I don't, I don't know, know if it. you've been swapped we're or or what's been I, going I to get
2: my thoughts yeah. together. I, I don't know what's <laughs> happening.
0: Oh, man. It's, it's good to hear. And just good to hear that excitement in your voice about this, Jared. And I think you're right. This little three-part series. Hidden. Yeah. Gym. The, Hidden Jim. The, the middle. The middle was all right. But, I, you know, I didn't mind that side quest. I guess I'll call it the side quest with Banshee and his team. It was kind of good to see that, you know, a little different. But I did want to get to the meat and potatoes of this adventure with, the, you know, the you know, stand off with doom and what, what how it's going to come down to that. I want to piggyback off of what you said with the art and just, this is awesome art all the way through this. Just looking at this is amazing to look at. And what I want to call out is you called it on the, on the first page, but there are so many other good splash pages in this yes. that yes. are just awesome. You know, Glenna Sween, man, the coloring she's doing, just making that art, pop. I mean, you saw it in black and white. So you're seeing the straight colors or you're seeing the straight, you know, inks, but put some color on that. And oh man, this is so good. Jason, now that you got some time to gather your thoughts, what's a
2: high, low or what the? Well, Jared hit the nail on the head. The last issue that we read, my main question is what happened to Nightcrawler? How did he get out of the cage? Mm -hmm. And so many times you buy the next issue and it doesn't address that fundamental question this one does like cover one and it's just so amazing how chris uses the character's abilities all of his abilities to make that ballsy leap survive that fall get back in take out doom's guards and start that rescue and uh, so i'll just start right from the opening that'll be mine the the nightcrawler escape revealed and boy it was a good one yes yes that was awesome
0: yeah, that was very cool, because you've always seen that, or at least in some of our readings, that he can only, you know, teleport to places he knows or thinks of, right? So I'm wondering if with Storm doing this crazy stuff around him, and we find come to find out that in a callback to a different comic book, I can't remember what comic book they call they call out. It's like number 66 or something. They abbreviated, it, and I don't understand what it was. So maybe if somebody knows what they were talking about where they actually had the plans for this castle and that's how he knew that the Yeah, was.
1: Banshee had been there before back in like X-Men sixty six or something like that.
0: Yeah. But I really liked that they actually said, Well, you know, he can do this, but if he comes back in a place that may or may not be right, he could, you know, he could bamp into a building and be part of the wall or whatever. And that ain't gonna feel good. But it he doesn't. And then he's then he's got to figure out now I'm basically skydiving without a parachute. And yeah, that,
1: it was it was gutsy. It was an all or nothing
0: move. Yeah, and is that storm maybe helping him out with the weather a little bit to to give him some cushions? I don't know. I, I but I I kind of want to think she's doing something. And, you know, and was calling him out there to go. Hey, you hear the storm? It's me. You know, just trust me and bamp outside or something. <laughs> um, let's go back to Jarrett. You got another high low. Oh,
1: everybody level. relax. I got more. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I I will I will nitpick a little bit, but just for the sake of balance warning thing. I really like this book. Claremont did a great job on Nightcrawler's trap and Colossus's trap. It's kind of mm. funny in the chat, Albert Nova says hot take, Arcade really should have made Colossus's trap shoot the lasers at any sized object, not just Colossus-sized objects. <laughs> but I liked it's funny, yeah. it's funny, but I liked that trap because in Nightcrawler's case, he had to risk everything. He had to teleport mm-hmm. blind and put his faith in and just pure faith to escape. And in Colossus's case, he had to make himself vulnerable when he's most scared and wants to be strong. It forced him to do anything. The other two traps is angels, so he's like, I have to learn to fly real good. <laughs> okay you know like it's really just more of a memorization game for him i like the first two because they require a a a yeah. challenge to the mind a challenge to the confidence and i guess there's some confidence involved in in angels and then in Wolverines, it's like, I should really just chop things with my claws. Like, okay, you ran out of ideas, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> because
2: that was we got to move this line. along. So, yeah.
1: Like, we got to chop, chop this story. Like, I would have liked to have seen <laughs> the other two traps.
2: Retire. I, I want to I play a Matt Murdock lawyer here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> I'm just defend, a blind
1: lawyer, Your Honor. <laughs> and,
2: uh, no. And, <laughs> yeah. and defend defend this uh, uh, from you and, and Auburn Elvis. Because if you remember from the previous issues, Dr. Doom said I've designed each trap so that they can escape. Right. And he wants to see if they will. And so that's why the rocks are Oh, And
1: I'm totally agreeing with (laughs) you.
2: Like it requires
1: a confidence. He has, Mm -hmm. he has to become weak. No, I agree with you hundred percent. That's that's a good trap.
2: Yeah. So the flaw was intentional. And for Wolverine, if you remember back to the Proteus story, which as I recall, you love not quite as much. <laughs> Wasn't uh, glowing <laughs> cool about it. But that was the being that disoriented and and having his his whole senses overloaded is such a weakness on Wolverine's part that it was all about keeping it together enough to go with the flow and to take out finally take out the machine. It's just keeping it keeping it together. Yeah. So I think at I'm the end Doom on was. That one doom was seeing can't how will they be able to push past these limitations and
1: spoiler <laughs> i just had right, to laugh because he's like he's like the solution to my puzzle is to chop this up with my claws yeah <laughs> like, Okay. i mean that's that's the solution <laughs> to
2: pretty much all his puzzles
1: <laughs> that's, that's, it's, cool. it's, that's his answer to everything but fair fair enough and then warren had to memorize the flight pattern to- <laughs>
2: yeah. he's yeah he's kind of lame i think we got <laughs> All agreeing on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of yeah.
1: It's like, it's like, like oh, hey, yeah. oh uh, Warren, you got to uh, uh, balance your own checkbook by yourself without the help of your financial uh, lawyers. Oh no, I can't <laughs> do it. So, it, it point well made. Uh, like I said, I I was totally agreeing with you on the Colossus thing. Like I like the fact that he had to become vulnerable in a very frightening place where he wants to be strong. I think that's brilliant, but it, I just felt like Chris kind of had two really good ideas with, with night curl on Colossus and like the Wolverine one was okay. And the, <laughs> I think he likes angel Valley as much as the rest of us. And the other nitpick I have, and it goes back because you gotta remember I read both these issues back to back. And I, I was laughing at both of them because at least once in both the issues doom's like, man, weather outside is frightful. Could this yeah. have anything to do with this weather goddess? I'm like, doom, doom, doom. You're one of the smartest men <laughs> in the Marvel yeah. universe. But he's smitten. But he's smitten. So yeah. you know, like, uh, and everybody knows, like those those two guys, those two guards that they took a couple panels. They have them like chit chatting, which I appreciate. Yeah. By the way, fun
0: too. Personality. That was
1: too. They they probably figured it out before <laughs> Doctor Doom. Be like, mm, something's not right, right? Uh, but
0: they're talking about like HR and or just things.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. This is Chris Claremont using his powers for good. He's, he's giving some extra words, but they like, they're adding layers. They're not basically just showing off his vocabulary. Again, I could gush forever, but you know what? I'll wrap it up by going to the end. I'm always excited about villains air quotes. I mean, well, not air quotes. Dr. Doom is a villain. But I always like the ones who's like he really only mixes it up with the Fantastic Four. He occasionally has run-ins with everybody else, but he's mm-hmm. really he's really the FF's villain. And this story really points that out. Like the X Men are like, we I have beef with you, and he's like, I ain't got any beef with you, you know. And it's kind of like Venom is that way. Like he just hates Spider Man. He's not he's not out to destroy anybody else. <laughs> in mm-hmm. fact, he's he's the lethal protector in his own series. He helps yeah. people. I like Lex Luthor. He's not out to destroy the world. He thinks he's doing right by protecting the world from this alien menace. Mm-hmm. I like those villains and doom is that villain. So that I liked how think, it ended yeah. with them basically like, you know what? We're cool until you give us a reason not to be cool. And doom was like, same, same. See you later. And I just thought, damn, good story. Yeah. I gotta shut up. I, I'm doing it again. No, I think you're, I think you're right on that. That's a good
0: catch on the kind of character that doom has become. And to, Kind of cross over into other comics or other, you know, superhero stories to see different sides of of Doom and what you know what he's into. I like that. I think you were spot on on this ending. That yeah, he's not really an X Men. He could be. He could definitely give them a run for their money. He's just got a beef with the Fantastic Four. You know, he wants his lady and he wants to take Mister Fantastic down.
1: Yeah, he's the um. He's the Robert Davi, James Bond villain. He's the Sanchez of the Marvel yeah, yeah. universe. Yeah. Like he's not a good dude, but like you could work for him if you're yeah. loyal. He's gonna take care of you.
0: Yeah, think, yeah definitely. It shows that he's
1: taking care of you right here. I love villains with those layers, like Lex Luthor. Yeah, he's, he's he's not a great guy, but you know, if if you if you thought about it long enough, you're like, you know, I might work for him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I might because he takes well, care well, of people. Yeah. And it's just. What's this four hundred and one K like? I mm. like a complex Maybe. villain. Yeah, Hans Gruber, man. Yeah, let's Who half knows? of. There's a little part in every one of us that wanted him to get away with that robbery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like if he wasn't hurting and killing people, I totally would have wanted to get away with that
0: robbery. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I just want the money and I'm out of here. Uh, that's all I want. I'm out. All right. Well, Jason, do you got another high low or what the for this issue?
2: I think what I'll throw out here is that as an X-Men fan of longstanding, my favorite moments are when Wolverine and Nightcrawler team up. They're one of the best team up pairs in comics, in my humble opinion, and getting to see them team up against Doom and Jared showed that great panel. And then what comes after that is Nightcrawler popping in and blinding Doom with by pulling that tapestry over him and then, the battle that that ensues there. I was really excited to see that. It was so much fun. I loved it. So Wolverine, Nightcrawler team up. That's my high. Definitely. That was a good show and good fight.
0: I think this was definitely a good fight all all around. And then you have Storm coming out of it, kind of just being overly powered and just, you know, being angry. But yet then she shows her leadership skills in, you know, calming down, And actually, you know, coming to a peace with Doom to say, here, this is what we came here for. Give us this. And the extra, I'm going to make him now apologize to Doom. And then we're out of here and
1: we'll call it even so. (laughs) Arcade is such a turd, too. He's a turd.
2: (laughs) How he survived that with Doom, I have no idea. I I don't know. uh, That's my what the, what the heck (laughs) are they (laughs) doing? Exactly. Where they made him apologize and he
1: still called him Vic. Yeah, I was like, oh, don't let that slide. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Does anybody have
0: anything else I want to say about this issue?
1: I don't know if I mentioned it, but I (laughs) I like this (laughs) one a lot. And I I want to revisit real quick the Wolverine panel that I gloat about. Mm -hmm. It's those micro moments. Because remember like we had that happen before when all the X-Men were kind of defeated and he was in the sewer and it's that very famous look at me, and now it's my turn. And he ended up yep. producing nothing. <laughs> nothing. This time he gets that bad moment that I shared with that panel. I don't have it up to quote it, but he's basically like, I will never stop. I will never stop. And then like Jason said, Nightcrawler came. I love Nightcrawler too. So good team up. And how did that end? That ended with Wolfie had doom in a chokehold with claws to his eye holes. He's like, mm-hmm. I
2: told you I'd be back. I told you I'd be back. He was Nolan Ryan to doom's Robin Ventura for those of you, <laughs> you old enough to get that reference.
1: <laughs> I'm just so glad that Claremont is getting a handle. Like I've, I feel like we just saw the best parts of Wolverine that we will come to know the tenacity and loyalty. Those are my favorite characteristics of Wolverine. And we got to see that in the micro moment. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was very pleased to see. Again, But peek behind the curtain. I took a picture of that panel. I texted to the guys. I was so excited last week when I was reading it. So, and that's just a micro moment. The whole book is just gorgeous. Yeah. The story, the artwork, you just it. want to keep reading. It's not the MC Hammer Cron crystal or whatever it is that I gave up on. This is like mm-hmm. very compelling story. This is, this is Chris top of the game. He's yeah. still doing it. I don't know if you know. He's this.
0: still doing it. He is definitely still doing it. Just that I, I, I heard. That's yeah. I I heard that personally, but that's <laughs> what he does. And the last part of it is, we just have that one page with Scott yet, and he's still on that island. And mm-hmm. now there's something else out there. I don't know what that is.
1: Oh yeah, was, the i I didn't even mention how good the B plot is, featuring my favorite X
2: Man,
0: the Cyclops. Yeah, with his
2: yeah. lady friend and. Woody along on a deserted island with Captain Forrester? The answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to open my eyes to handle that situation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to see what happens next on on that part of it. Now that the Doom saga has kind of closed for this go around, maybe there's another one. I don't know. But I wouldn't mind seeing another Doom action going off against the X-Men. So it'd be interesting to see. But with that, let's go ahead and go into who went the extra mile for this issue. And we'll start with Jared. Who went the extra mile?
1: Uh, I'm torn between two. And what I'm going to try to do is pick the one that I don't think Jason picked. (laughs) Okay, Because I want Jason to have his. I suspect Jason's extra mile person probably speaks fluent German. So I am going to go with Wolverine for his moment that just took the book from hey this is really good to like yeah yeah and i think matt posso mentioned the chat he's not a big wolverine guy i'm not either like i i like and respect wolverine but i always thought you know it's it's easy to write the super cool guy character but these are the moments where he earns that with the tenacity and the loyalty and i like that so i'm giving it to wolverine
0: very good jason are you going with wolverine or did you have something different?
2: Well, there's a couple of different ways you could have gone, but Jared's right. My choice was leaning towards our German friend who literally went the extra two miles straight up to escape Doom's trap <laughs> and starts the chain of events that freezes uh, and unites his uh, fellow X-Men and captures Doom, helps capture Doom. So Nightcrawler gets my vote.
0: All right. And you two have picked two very good ones. So I'm just going to spotlight Storm. On this one as well, because through the whole three stories, she's been doing something. And Jarrett kind of alluded to that before with Dr. Duggan. Hmm. I wonder what's going on. Why is it raining and just really bad out here? (laughs) Some mystery. (laughs) (laughs) That that wasn't on my weather
1: app before, but I don't know what's going on with this. Not
2: so much there, there, but here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'll fill in for Delvin, who, if he was here, would have definitely gone into his usual speech about how she's a. alpha gamma beta level i don't know what the levels yeah. are but you know he's always like geez, omega he's, level so mega omega, yeah level yeah. mutant and all that and uh, i'm picking on delve a little bit but i mean he's right it, it this really showed her in a state that was so worked up that a great claremont storytelling technique and i've talked a lot but i'm still going was pulling that back and having like, I don't remember if it was this, issue, this issue or last issue, to be honest with you, but like, NORAD was like, we're tracking this insane score yeah. Yeah, over going on here. here. Like, that gave it scope. You know, it took it from being just breezy outside the castle. Mm-hmm. To like, this is being picked up by... this is huge. Yeah, it's getting the eyes on it. So Definitely. Yeah, it just... Another good storytelling technique to give it the scope that it needed to uh, validate, not that it needed any validation, but Delvin's always said, you know, she's insanely powerful. And Lord only knows what would happen if he kept her in that statue state any longer.
0: Well, I was wondering that too. I'm like, what's happening? Because they kept saying, too, things are getting worse outside. Things are getting, it's getting bad out there. And it was a slowly build up to it. So, you know, and you saw that she came out angry, but yet she also then calmed down. And that leadership moment, I think, you know, I'm not a leadership. Maybe there's somebody that does have some leadership skills that could say how she handled it at the end. I thought was very well. Yeah. Pretty good.
1: (laughs) No. uh, All right. You got me talking again. We're seeing the difference in the characters of Jean Grey and Aurora Monroe. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. not Oreo Monroe. Oreo. Yep. yep. Yep we're seeing it the two differences and the di- the biggest difference is and one of her strongest assets is that storm has a tremendous amount of emotional intelligence and she knows how to check her emotions and control them a lot more than jean did now it might be unfair mm-hmm. because storm's had this power set for her whole life and jean was like went from a 2 to a 12 true <laughs> you know, in an instant and just couldn't handle it yeah. but you know uh, they were in the same place at one point of being overpowered by their own powers. Mm -hmm. And storm has more emotional maturity to calm herself and realize what the greater good of the situation is.
0: I think you're right there. And I would agree with Delvin too, that storm has some good assets. I see. I see what you're doing and I like it actually. (laughs) All right, before we get Delvin in trouble or just having fun with him as well. Let's go ahead and get into the ratings. Wait, how did you
1: blame that on? He's not even here. (laughs) So I just didn't know that too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's go ahead and keep going to the rating systems. It is a one through five rating on this episode. Five is you loved it. It gave you a ring to swing from. Four, you really liked it. Three liked it. Two, didn't like it. And one, you hated it. It turned you into a baby and you're crying in a
3: storm.
0: Ooh, I don't mm. want that. I'd get wet babies. Ooh. Anyway, let's go ahead and find out. Jarrett, how would you rate this on a one to five?
1: I was three. What? <laughs> it's a five. This is like, like you said, I can't stress this point enough. Phoenix Saga, the Days of Future Past. They get all this mm-hmm. limelight. This is the best three-issue arc. This is the best story arc of Reds and Sweep started. Needs more limelight. People need to know more about this Dr. Doom story arc. It does.
0: I, I think you're right. This was a very good story arc. I'm going to give it a five as well, To The art in this, the storytelling, the culmination of the three stories put together. It really came to a great ending for this one. Jason. Are you at a five?
2: I am. There are going to be <gasps> no chumps on this one. Jared's right. This is a better story than the Imkron Crystal storyline. Some of the other classic ones that we've read. And I don't know if it's what the reason is, but here we get to see all of the X-Men working together. We get to see Claremont really diving into their characters and their powers. And it's just a heck of a lot of fun. And, You know, last thought, too, talking about leadership, this team didn't know that the other team was successful. And so another demonstration of Storm's leadership, she came back to her senses and her mission popped right to mind. And she said, there are people at risk. We've got to resolve this. And I thought that was really cool and a really cool way to end it. And just a nice little bit of detail that they don't know. They don't know that Team B was successful.
0: That is true. That is definitely true. So,
2: with that, three cool guys coming
0: in at five. Finally. <laughs> you know what that means. It's time to <laughs>
1: everybody, everybody get up. Get up yeah. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, of me Get down. Five, of Get down now. Get on, down now.
0: Woo. Oh, man. We had a good episode this time around. I love it. All right. Well, with that, It's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or a question? Let us know. Let us know what you thought about this. Give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 707 532 5269.
2: That is 707 532 L Box. Pick up the
1: phone. We will be right back. Alexander Hamilton. Aaron Burr. If you're a history lover or a musical lover, you probably know about both Hamilton and Burr's rise to power in the early stages of American history and their infamous duel. But what if you didn't know the full story? What if one of them was a werewolf? White Rocket Entertainment proudly presents a 48-page full-color comic book, Hamilton versus Burr: A Werewolf Tale, written by Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist. Art by Nate Niles, colors by Ace Wheelie and Ken Solomon. Letters by Percival Constantine and edited by Johanna Albrecht. Hamilton versus Burr: A Werewolf Tale, available digitally on Kindle and Comics Central. C O M I X Central. Prefer a print copy? Hamilton versus Burr: A Werewolf Tale, along with my other published works, are available at theyardsaleartist.big cartel.com that's the yard sale artist.bigcartel.com or you can buy it directly from me creator Jared Albright the yard sale artist at any of my comic con appearances Hamilton versus Burr a werewolf tale Get your copy today. You won't regret it. Don't take my word for it. Here's what Ming Chen from AMC's TV series, Comic Book Men, had to say about it.
4: I really enjoyed it. A lot of great werewolf scenes in here. A lot of great... Uh, this is how I wish history would be told to kids. <laughs> Books like a- a Hamilton
1: versus Burr, A
4: Werewolf Tale. That's
1: Hamilton versus Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Welcome back for the break. Let's get to the feedback part of the show, where we share your comments, emails, questions, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. Yeah, of course, we are thrilled to kick off these comments with those special shout-outs to those Crusaders Club members, the folks who are getting it done. They've joined our crusade. They get early access to special long box episodes. They get to vote to determine show content. They get behind-the-scenes access. That's why we have people in the chat tonight that came in for that behind-the-scenes access of a live recording. These are all things we offer. And, oh, by the way, Crusaders Club members get priority seating to be guests on episodes. So there's lots of benefits. You know who's reaping the benefits? No, Jason. Jared, who? Oh, well, Jason's going to tell us. He's going to start. He's going to start the list.
2: And Helica Wolf.
0: Alburn oh. Elvis in the live chat. In the chat. Blast
2: it or stash it. Raxton Underwood, Clinton Robinson, Captain Entropy, Dave Collins, Battle Wagon, Ezra Gallo, Gary V, Gerald Green, Jason Keane,
0: Jason Leyde, Jeremy L, Jim, Jarman, Jim, Jarman, Jim, Jarman, Jim, Jarman. I hope you like Jim, Jarman too. Jim Meal, Joe Thomas, John Watson, Josh Strickland, Candace Ward, Kathy. MVP Bright in the chat. In the chat,
1: Matt and Lissy Passo. in the chat. Mark Ross, Maxwell Traver, Miranda W. P. Evans, Paul Hicks,
2: Rick from Jeff and Rick Present, Bob Morgan, Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski, Spidey T Seven, Spreadsheet, Steve
1: Cronin, Tim Price, Tony Pennington, and the Toronto Cop. Of course, we miss anyone. We apologize. Remember, we record these well in advance release. So if you're recent edition, we'll add you soon. But no worries. You can let us know we missed you by sending your hate-filled emails to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We will get it straightened out. You can become a Crusaders Club member by going to patreon.com slash longboxcrusade for as little as $1 a month. You get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. We encourage you to come check it out to join these cool people that we have in our chat And, um, you know, be part of the process. I put out a poll today, Pat, over on our Patreon page. They're currently deciding what video game we're going to cover on our upcoming episode of Comics to Console Crusade. Awesome. So just one of the many benefits. You get to vote on show content. Uh, It's good stuff. Again, patreon.com slash longboxcrusade for as little as a buck a month. We'll take more. We'll take more. You know. But, hey, maybe just start out. Maybe just a little door. Yeah, just a little little foot in the door. (laughs) if you don't have any extra scratch laying around, but you still want to help us out, you can always write a review for the show on whatever platform you listen to this on. We really appreciate those reviews. And of course we are on YouTube. If you haven't already do us a favor, go check out long box procedure on YouTube. Give us a subscription. We would really appreciate it. And now it is time to get into our shares and retweets. We're going to be playing a little bit of catch up on this episode. We're going to Be looking at a little feedback, a little share, a little retweet for a couple of episodes. We're going to look at Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles episode 70, where we traveled back in time to December of 1980 to talk Spidey 214 and X-Men 143. And episode 71, where we went to January of 1981 for Spidey 215 and X-Men 144. All right. Uh, We we lost Jason due to technical difficulties, so Pat and I will be doing the shares and retweets. Go ahead, Pat.
0: I'll start us off with Fan Film Fridays.
1: Outcasters, Beto Podcast. <laughs> Tim Price, The Pod Crasher. Coffee and Comics. Doc Strange,
0: That's Billy Delicious. Mm. Scotty Cameron, Nathaniel Devon Mason Sanford. You practiced that well beforehand. <laughs> no, I did. I just read it. I'm impressed. Ed Moore, Omaha
1: Bound. Days of High Adventure Podcast. Chris at yeah, BDO and Bad Books. Down the highway. It's been too long. Since Jason's not here, oh man, that felt good. <laughs>
0: oh, it did feel good. Thank you, Chris, for you, Chris. retweeting. We do appreciate it. And thank you for letting it roll.
1: Yes. University of Auburn, Allen. we eagle, bud. War, damn, me. War Eagle, bud. Where you go? Philip
0: Walton. Comic Foil. Thomas Moore. Chris Lydon.
1: Auburn Elvis. Unpacking the power of the power pack because the power pack can't stop. <laughs> can't stop. Man, we're getting a lot of throwbacks in here. <laughs> Richard Dyson. And Magazine and Monsters. All right, let's get into some picked out comments. Uh, Let's go back to episode 70, and we've got some comments from Scotty Cameron. He commented in lots of different places, so I'll just kind of bring them all together. He said, great show, guys. Man, that Sandman costume is weird, and I don't like it. Scotty and I are in agreement on that. I prefer his street clothes with the green and black striped T-shirt. Also, that X-Men comic rings. How the Xenomorph stole Christmas (laughs) to me. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, wait, it's X-Men, so it'd be How the Brood Stole Christmas. Yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking that same thing. On um, a couple of other locations, he had some other nice things to say. Uh, gave some information on LaLira. She is the daughter of Lemurian Llyron and Rhonda Morris, who worked at the oceanarium that Lyron was kept at, and Lyra overthrew King Carthen of Lemuria. I feel like I just read a a, a Tolkien novel or something. (laughs) (laughs) And he also mentioned that he loved the bit about making fun of Trapster because my, he says, quote, my introduction to him was in the superhero squad show and Abomination and MODOK made fun of him And particularly his real name. That was a good Mm. show. That was like a lot of inside geek humor on the Superhero Squad show. That was good stuff. So thank you for those are different locations. Scotty was out there supporting us all over the place. Thank you so much, Scotty.
0: Definitely. Thank you, Scotty. And I'll take one from Matthew Green. And he says it's issue 214
1: that got him into comics. So very cool. Nice. I love it when, you know, we have one of those issues featured that's really. Yeah. meaningful to people except for auburn elvis he gets real angry with us <laughs> 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 i'm teasing because i'm kind of teasing. he does get angry with us yeah. but it's all in good fight it's all from spider-man passion and love and i can't be upset with that and speaking of auburn elvis on episode 71 he said where we covered spidey 215 and x-men 144 he said i've been waiting for this one must have been a big one for him
0: must have been i'm trying to remember what it was but <laughs>
1: Oh, he also i he he another one that he did multiples on. He did mention to me particularly in reference to our new warriors show. He said another villain with apostrophe in their name, like Midnight's Fire, the Mm. number one topical ointment. If you've experienced a burning sensation after touching the Man Thing, Mm. he's got jokes and jokes and jokes.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's why he was waiting for that one. Right, right. It was the Man Thing episode. (laughs)
1: Everybody loves the Man Thing.
0: I'll take one from Tim Benson. Tim is our friend from Omaha Bound. He helps Jared continue to be fancy. Fancy, yeah. He's my yep. he's
1: my fanciness pusher.
0: <laughs> yep, he, he, yep. He keeps your, your fancy pants on all the time. So mm-hmm. Tim says, I'm about to start reading Amazing Spider-Man and just finished reading A Bunch of Uncanny. So, woo. Thank mm. you. For, and we hope you are having
1: fun listening along with us, Tim. Absolutely, and our old friend Scotty did his Scotty thing and, and did lots of comments in lots of places. We really appreciate that. And Scotty said about episode seventy-one, he said, "Man, thing looks like he's having a bad day. Luckily, a fellow Scott known as Cyclops is there to help him. Spidey and Namor don't look like they're having a good day either." <laughs> uh, he said, "It's great seeing Jared come around on Chris Claremont's X-Men. Hey, I tell you what, yeah, he, Claremont delivers the product. I'll be the I'm the first one to let you guys know about it." man, I see where Terry's treatment of Dana and Batman and beyond came from. Uh, Peter started it with Debbie. <laughs> that is a deep mm. cut. You have to be very familiar with this and Batman and beyond, but I'm with you, Scotty. <laughs> and he said, he enjoyed the discussion about Spider-Man and Namor defeating the frightful Four with Namor having the spider sense hashtag Debbie deserves better. And another comment about it's nice to see me liking the X-Men now. <laughs> well,
0: I am, I'm loving it. And I do appreciate Scotty. So Scotty, um, some of those comments are coming from. He's responding to our Spotify mm-hmm. episodes that are out there. And the questionnaire is, How did you like the episode? And Scotty has been replying to all of the shows there. Yeah. So I'm just starting to get those notifications in. So we will get them out as we can, Sky. So we really appreciate you putting stuff out there to help us out on Spotify.
1: Definitely. Thank you, Scotty. And if folks out there want to be like Scotty, like the more places you can leave comments, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Spotify, it all adds up and helps with that algorithm. So thanks for that. And uh, we appreciate it. And of course, if you don't like to type, you just want to say words, (laughs) you can call our voicemail line. And I want to remind everybody too, that a lot of people are shy about the voicemail line. because, like, oh, what if I stutter, stumble, blah, 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 like I just did. Don't worry about that. We're going to edit it. We're going to make you sound as as good as we can. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we've even had this happen in the past. Somebody left a message. I was like, wait, I don't like the way I said that. I'm going to call back and leave another one. Fine. Leave as many as you want until you get the way you like. But we are going to help you out. And the place to do that is 707-532-5269, 707-532-5269-707-532-L-Box. Pick up the
0: phone.
1: And I want to thank everyone for the likes, shares and follows and comments. We appreciate your friendship in spreading the word about this podcast.
0: And that is the show. Be sure to check out the website, longboxcrusade.com, where posts will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to thank Jared, Jason for joining me on this episode and a special thank you to those Crusader Club members that we're in the live chat for this live recording just for them. We really do appreciate it. And thank you guys for showing up. Alborn Elvis, Kathy, Matt, and anybody else that watches it even later on. Because you couldn't make it. We still really appreciate it. And thank you for being a Crusaders Club member. Thank you for being part of the
1: LBC family. Thank Absolutely. You. And Jason thanks you as well. I just got a text from him saying that he is hard down at this point. Uh, Mm. So uh, passing along, thanks from Jason for those who joined us live. Thank you, Crusaders Club members. Of course, if you're listening to this anywhere else, thanks for being here. And with that, before we go, let's find out where the listeners
0: can find us on the Internet. We'll go to you, Jared, and then if you can tell us where Jason might be found as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jason is Jason Albrecht, and Albrecht is A-L-B-E-R-I-C-H, and that is on Instagram and Threads. I believe he's doing that. I think and so. I am at Yard Sale Artist on the more traditional ones. I am at X uh, formerly known as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, I encourage you to check out my artwares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. Or you can check me out at my local taqueria where I had mm. a carne asada burrito and a carnitas burrito today. And they were both very good.
0: Mm. I'm hungry now. You can find me on the Twitter, and I'm going to call it the Twitter until, like, it's just going to be Twitter for me.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm retraining my brain to say X, because yeah. I know they're not changing it back.
0: So. I know they're not going to change it back, but I'm just so used to it. So you can find me on the Twitter or the formerly known as Twitter, at Christatos01. And if you want to interact with us live via live chats and be doing win some free stuff on our live raffles. Make sure you join us on our next episode of Doing It Live stream on YouTube. And that is the second Sunday of every month at around 3.30 p.m. Central Time. So go and check out Lombok's Crusade on YouTube. Please make sure you are subscribed to the channel and that you click that bell to get all the notifications of when we go live or when episodes come out. And click those thumbs on those episodes. It really does help us get the algorithm matching on our videos out there to others as well. So we really would like that help. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles. You got a comment or a question, email us at contact at Lombok's Crusade or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page. They're all at Lombok's Crusade. Until next time, take care and please join us on the next episode as we continue on the Crusade 2.
3: Read them Read all.
0: them all. The intro music is
1: provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You won't regret it.
3: All songs,
0: song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We
3: are just fans that like to share our love of comics.
2: Outtakes.
1: I'm, I gotta pull up my script here. So Get the script up, get the pants down. I got the script up and the pants
0: down. Well, I see. I can't take the pants down yet because I may have to leave and if I right. stand up. <laughs>
1: then you'd be on the camera. Yep, stand that up. Oh you know what? Why you do it that, oh, that oh, may be yeah. more access yeah. than all the access pat. <laughs> and Matt, if you want to get a flavor for Crusade, just go on scroll back in the feed. We started it in what, 2016? 17.
2: 17? Was 17 20, the first year? 2018. Yeah. 20, <laughs> 2019. All the way back to 2017. Yeah. Yeah, the OG. So,
1: it's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. I I love it every year. It's like it a, an advent calendar
2: of a podcast. It is. It really <laughs>
1: like, is. Like when it starts, you're like, oh, oh, it's twelve days <laughs> to <till> Christmas. <laughs> days
2: away from Christmas, and then every night I go to bed and I'm like, oh, I okay. not I don't oh, wait till the, the next one. Was, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that one? It's <laughs> not fun to clean them
0: though. You did a good job. I'm uh, just got done with number two.
2: Oh. <Yeah>. Uh, uh, Pat got done yeah. with the number two, y'all. Mm-hmm. Cracking himself up with that number two, Joe, and, it, and, it, and <laughs> you, it didn't stink. <laughs> oh, good, good, oh, good. Oh, Pat, I really
1: cracked <laughs> it out. So I'm on the roll tonight. <laughs> Kathy now owns over 160 comic books. When she
2: first met a, wow. she owned one, and it was Hamilton versus Pearl <laughs> Werewolf Tale. I saw her buy a Duran Duran one when we were yeah. At the con.
1: There was um. That's a Dan Rio? parent. Um, homage to Duran Duran cover that he did. I, can't, I think I was at that con where she picked it up, but I can't remember which one it is. Was, it
2: was that a, the Last Heroes? The Heroes that she picked mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. Okay.
1: I think she showed the picture the
0: morning after.
2: <laughs> oh, was you were just on fire! Today. Well, she didn't show it to me now. She saved it for the morning after.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. Pat, you are hot tonight, my friend. I'm going to put the call out right now The 707-532-5269. Albert Elvis has left many a message there that we've played on our shows. Matt Paso, I need you to drop a message for us. <laughs> Kathy, drop us a message. Try to disguise your southern accent, though, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear Kathy's message where she's trying to disguise the way she's
2: talks. I can't wait to
1: hear what that would sound like.
2: Oi, it's me, <laughs> Kathy. From Down Under. Down Under y'all. Damn.
0: <laughs> ah, I
1: go Oh, I got you. Braxwood. Braxwood. <laughs> Jason, gave, Jason froze with Braxwood. Braxwood. <laughs> just give it a Braxwood every time. Uh,
2: just Braxwood. I love it. Uh, okay. I, it's starting to drop. Yeah, made, you, guys, you guys don't just, just do it between the others. Be here all oh. night. Marcus. Here's another one, please. Mars.
1: Do you believe
2: <laughs> It sounds funny.
1: Jason's yeah. not laughing, but it's it sounds no. funny.